Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Lee Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, holistic counselor, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you align with your true and highest self, raise your frequency and vibration, learn the tools to help you self-heal, rewire your subconscious mind, transform your mindsets, and co-create the life of your dreams. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome or welcome back to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. Today, I want to talk about a really deep and meaningful spiritual topic and lesson. And I'm not sure what I'm going to title this episode yet, so I cannot give you a kind of summary version of it up front. But this episode is resonating so deeply with me. And this topic is one that has come to me in the form of so many signs, in the form of the chapters I'm rereading from my favorite books, in the form of the conversations that I'm starting to have with people that, you know, I've never really had deep conversations with before. All the signs I'm getting from nature and, you know, the voice of my own intuition. And it's around this idea of keeping your heart center open no matter what. This idea of embracing your problems, embracing your triggers and your insecurities and your pain so deeply, embracing it with so much love and so much awareness to the point that it has no choice but to transmute from your systems. No longer keeping it trapped inside you, but actually learning how to release them. This episode is all about how to keep your heart open, why to keep your heart open, and how exactly to transmute your own pain and problems into liberation and enlightenment. I will start off by saying that the notion of a root cause was first brought to my attention through my learning and through me experiencing ITA and ITA energy medicine alignments. So a root cause of a problem is its origin point. It is the limiting belief. It is the first neural pathway that started it all. So you could be experiencing headaches and nausea and a racing heart, and you could be experiencing fear of rejection or perfectionism. And that is the symptoms. Those are the symptoms of the root cause. Well, what is the root cause? Well, the root cause could be, and I'm just making this up, a situation you had when you were three years old. So when you're in your solar plexus shocker year, you fell really bad on the playground and busted up your knee so badly that you needed to get stitches and your parents were so worried. And all of that stress and chaos imprinted in your subconscious mind that if you do something wrong, that you hurt people around you and you hurt yourself. And so you've, you know, built up this fear around failing and this fear of doing something wrong. You've developed this perfectionism and it's manifested as anxiety and it's manifested as fear and it's manifested as, you know, physical symptoms like nausea and headaches because you're so anxious, because your heart is racing so much. And the root cause is this impressionable memory when your subconscious mind was in its most impressionable stages. And so in ITA, we dig deep and we use these certain tools and these charts to 
link together your symptoms, link together the energy systems, the chakras, the meridian pathways, and a bunch of other systems in order to find this root cause, this root memory. And you don't always need to be aware of the exact circumstance. For example, if this happened when you were two years old, you may not have a cognitive memory of it. But even getting it down to the year and saying like, okay, this happened when you were around two, what was happening in your life when you were a baby, all of this stuff, you can still clear the root cause. So the awareness of the exact situation isn't as important as it is clearing the root cause. And you can clear root causes in so many different ways. My preferred way is ITA energy medicine. I think getting to the energetic layer of the root cause is, you know, the best way. It's like pulling out the entire weed from, you know, its root rather than just trimming the top of the weed, it's going to still grow. So this notion of a root cause was brought to my awareness. And since I started to work with root causes, there's even this thing in ITA called a root cause chart where we can actually track the specific energy systems in a person's body where the root cause is attached to. And then we can go to those systems like a meridian pathway, like a chakra, like a vortice, and or even a heart channel or a a spinal point. There's so much on a root cause chart. We go in the alignment and we go to that area of the energetic body and we literally clear it. It's like magic and it it freaking works. That's all I can say. I've experienced it. So many other people have experienced it. My clients have experienced it. It is truly magic in the purest of form. I say that I'm the pen and God is using me as an instrument as a vessel to help other people heal. And so I'm an open channel ready for this divine communication and God, the universe, consciousness, the beloved, whatever you want to call it, uses me and uses my body and my voice to help others heal, to clear their systems. And it's, it's truly magic. And so exactly like that analogy of the weed. If you just trim the top of the weeds over and over again, you're going to always be trimming and you're always going to have the weed. But if you go in and you pull it out by its root, the weed is gone. You've tossed in the trash and now your garden is clear. And so clearing the root causes is like clearing the weeds from your garden. And honestly, you can't really heal on the deepest of level without addressing that root cause. But keep in mind, you don't need to have a cognitive memory or a cognitive even awareness of the specifics of the root cause just clearing it in whatever way it feels right for you. So what happens if you don't clear the root cause? Well, in The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer, yes, I've been talking about him in the last two episodes as well. I adore him. And I'm currently rereading all of his work because I felt called to. So in chapter nine, he gives this thorn analogy. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to give you the essence of it. So basically, let's say that you have a thorn in your arm that directly touches a nerve. And so when the thorn is touched, it's very, very painful. And because it hurts so much, this thorn is a big problem for you, okay? You constantly think about this thorn. You're constantly worried about people or things touching the thorn because it hurts really bad. It's hitting that nerve and it sends, you know, pain shooting through your body, okay? And it's even difficult for you to sleep because when you roll on it, you don't go near people. You're scared of hugs because you're just scared of this thorn being touched. So, You have two choices with this thorn in your arm. You can make sure that you protect yourself and your arm and you make it so that nothing can touch the thorn and then you'll be safe from pain. Or you can remove the thorn. (laughs) And it seems pretty obvious, like, yeah, I'm going to remove the thorn so I don't have to worry about it for the rest of my life. 
And it seems pretty intuitive when we're talking about this imaginary analogy, but if you really think about human beings and you know what we've been doing to ourselves, we've been taking all of our problems, our insecurities, our limiting beliefs, our offsets, even our physical pain, and you're putting band-aids over it. You know, now we're wrapping our arm with this big cushion so that even if someone does bump into my arm, it doesn't hit the nerve directly and there's no pain. I have built this apparatus when I sleep <laughs> so that when I roll over, the thorn doesn't get touched or something that prevents me from rolling over in my sleep. You can build your life in a way that protects you from the pain or you can heal and clear the source of the pain and be free. And I'm telling you, you can set yourself free. If you don't solve the root cause, but instead attempt to protect yourself from the side effects of this problem, then the problem is what's ruling your life. It's what's running the show. Not you, not your dreams, not your goals, not your passions, but the problem. Because you're constantly thinking about ways that you don't have to feel pain. And so now let's think of this not as a thorn, but as you know something a little more concrete like loneliness or the fear of rejection or perfectionism. Something like that. Something like a worthiness wound, a relationship wound, something that's so common in our society nowadays. Let's take loneliness, for example. If you are afraid of feeling lonely, then you will constantly put yourself in situations where you won't feel that way. You will have a long running list of contacts of friends and acquaintances that you can text and call. You will fill up your schedule and busy yourself up. You will make it so you are never home alone, that you never go on trips alone, that you're never eating meals alone, even if it's FaceTiming a friend while eating lunch. Or going to, you know, a workspace where you can talk with your coworkers and making sure that you're not isolated in your office. To prevent yourself from feeling the pain and the discomfort of loneliness, you are letting the fear of loneliness rule your life and alter all of your experiences. Now, let's say instead of that, you decided, okay, I'm going to heal my loneliness wound and my fear of being alone. And what you do is you do opposite actions. So you decide, okay, I'm going to cook myself a meal and I'm going to consume it alone. I'm not even going to watch TV. So now you spend the evening listening to your favorite music or listening to a podcast or an audiobook and you go to the grocery store alone, you cook your meal alone and you eat your meal alone. And maybe that's like a lot for you. You cry, you feel so uncomfortable. It's just like the worst night of your entire life. You just feel so uneasy and you're in pain, emotional pain. The more times you expose yourself to these experiences in which you are alone, what you do is you open up a portal of energy that immediately starts to clear that wound. So by actually doing seemingly nothing, but facing your fear and immersing yourself in this pain temporarily, you are working on clearing it because offsets, stuck energy, it doesn't want to be in your systems. Limiting beliefs and offsets, they they come into your energy systems and you keep them locked in and you keep them blocked by closing your systems and by suppressing the emotion. So when you are lonely, or you're scared of being lonely and you constantly surround yourself with people so you don't feel lonely, what you were doing is you're suppressing and suppressing and suppressing that blocked energy. But if you opened up your systems, you you let go of the control and you just embraced when you are alone, 
not even forcing yourself to be alone, but just embrace those moments of when it's just you, then that energy is no longer suppressed. Your systems are open, not closed, and that energy can start to slowly release. And so this is something that you've blocked and suppressed for a really long time. It may take some time for it to naturally release, but the way for it to release is to keep your systems open, keep your heart open, your energy systems open, and do not suppress the emotion when it arises. If the emotion bubbles up, allow it to be there. Say, I am feeling lonely and that's okay. That's okay. I'm embracing this experience. I'm leaning into it and I'm not going to change anything about my environment. I'm going to sit in this discomfort and slowly but surely it will heal. So that is why you need to have an understanding of root causes, why you need to heal your root causes, like what happens if you don't, how it just kind of rules your life and you're never free to be in alignment with your higher self. If you're constantly trying not to feel lonely, there's no way you're in alignment with your true highest being, with your true highest powers. That's why you should even, you know, consider healing. And also another reason why you should consider healing is because if you don't heal your loneliness, there's always going to be experiences in your life in which you have to be alone and those will always be painful and uncomfortable. But if you spend some time, you know, forcing yourself to confront this and leaning into the discomfort and the pain, it will be temporary and then you'll be free from the fear of loneliness for the rest of your life and hopefully the rest of your lifetimes if you truly clear the root cause. And then, you know, maybe you'll even learn to embrace your alone time or even better, like when you're forced to be alone just because that's, you know, life sometimes, you're no longer in pain. So in essence, to summarize that in just really one or two sentences, the way to liberate yourself from pain is to feel it so that it naturally heals itself. The more we resist pain, the more we try to orchestrate our circumstances and our external reality in a way where we don't feel the pain that's actually causing it to be more painful. And it's, you know, a cycle that's never going to end unless you pause, surrender, open up your heart center, and lean into it. Leaning in is what clears it. Now, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the subject of the heart and the heart center and the heart space. So your heart chakra is actually the bridge between the physical and the spiritual. You have seven chakras and the chakra in between them, in between the first three, which is the root, navel, and solar plexus, and before the throat, forehead, ajna, or third eye and crown chakra, what lays between those three is the heart space. And so the heart center is that bridge. So it's really important to keep that pathway open and to constantly keep the energy flowing. To give you a visual of kind of what your energy systems look like, it's energy coming, you know, in from the bottom of your feet space all the way up, 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 up from your body, out the top of your head, and then back around and down. And so if we have spaces within our energy systems that we close or we block off or we just have a bunch of stored stuck energy in, then that natural energy flow of chi, which is life force energy, that is not getting proper circulation. And then also depending on which back chakra that limiting belief is held in, that's going to affect 
you know, how you perceive the world and affect the energy you attract into your field. So that's like a little energy (laughs) anatomy lesson. I may actually make a podcast episode all about the energy anatomy because it's, it goes so deep, but that's like a little one-on-one right now for just what you need to know. So that is why your heart is so, so important. And I'm going to read you a blurb from the ITA tier two manual. The reference for this will be in the show notes and also a link to the MRIAC website if you would like to learn more about ITA energy medicine. That is all in the show notes. I highly encourage you to check out Melanie Ryan and her work and her beautiful community. But I wanted to read this section to you because it is about the sacred heart. And I feel like everyone knows about the heart chakra, but not everyone knows about the sacred heart chakra. And so now let me read to you a little bit about it. The sacred heart is the center of energy located slightly below and slightly inward from the physical heart, resonating a soft pink color. When we are presented with a challenging belief or thought, place intent to feeling it through the sacred heart. The cognitive brain immediately lets go, allowing for the transformation of the thought or feeling into pure unconditional love. A strong connection with our sacred heart provides us with the ability to appreciate every moment of our lives and to live within the present moment. When working with the sacred heart, be still and feel the energy surrounding the sacred heart. Locate the light within the sacred heart and allow that light to radiate and expand. All you need to do is just be present in what you feel. The expansion can feel like an inward or an outward sensation, but regardless of what you're feeling, simply sink into it and allow it to be whatever it is. By placing your intention on the sacred heart, the physical mind has no choice but to let go of the negative, lower thoughts, emotions, and feelings. This technique allows you to connect with the resonance of pure love, and it can be practiced anywhere, at any time. Simply by connecting with this energy space, the sacred heart, locating and feeling the light presence around the sacred heart, and sinking into that light presence and allowing it to radiate and expand, that is the work that we can do, the soul work, the energy work that we can do to clear old wounds, to clear pain, to clear offsets. Thank you so much to Melanie Ryan and ITA for giving me this understanding of my energy systems and for allowing me to share this with the world through ITA alignments. It has truly been a gift to practice this modality, truly. And so the last thing I want to touch on today is a little step-by-step. So I spoke a lot in this episode, even though it wasn't even that long, I really shared the deepest of wisdom that I'm resonating with right now, the truest of all truths. And so now I want to give you something a little more tangible since we were, you know, out in the ethers there for a moment. So you're triggered, you're upset, you're feeling pain, you're feeling like you want to close and hide or restrict or resist the experience or do something to alter it so it makes you feel more comfortable. If you're experiencing that, and trust me, I've been getting triggered all the time lately. That's kind of why this lesson has come up for me. When you start to get triggered, when you experience a lower emotion, follow these steps. 
One, notice it. Notice the sensation, notice the feeling. You can even notice where it it feels in your body, where it's located in your space. Just notice it. Okay, I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling like there's a fear of failure. I'm feeling unworthy. Whatever it may be, notice it. And then, this is really important, notice that you are noticing. This is getting a little meta here. What you're doing is now you're detaching yourself from your thoughts and emotions and you're taking the observer mindset of your higher consciousness. Your consciousness, you, you are consciousness. You are not your thoughts. Your consciousness is not your emotions. It's not the voice in your head. You, your consciousness, is the thing that is observing your thoughts, feelings, emotions, voices in your head, all that good stuff. And so you notice it first and then notice that you're noticing and then you're, you're taking a higher perspective immediately. When you notice that you noticed, right? Like, oh, I'm feeling lonely. And then, you know, not in, you know, a voice, but I'm going to have to verbalize it for you. So you notice that you're noticing by being like, oh, all right, I just had a thought. Oh, I'm lonely. And now you're taking this approach of your higher self. When you're in this headspace now, stay open. Whatever you do, do not close. It's that survival instinct to just immediately close your systems, close your heart space to protect yourself, put up those walls, put up those barriers, but don't do it. Resist that feeling and stay open. Because if you protect yourself, you will never be free. If you protect yourself from allowing this energy to naturally purge from your systems, you'll never have that clear garden. You'll just be trimming weeds for the rest of your life. So stay open and then sink in to your experience sink into it without resisting it, completely surrender to the experience you're happening, to the experience that is happening, and stay open simultaneously. And then the fourth step is to watch it release. And it will. Done correctly, this may, you know, you may continuously get triggered on this until it's fully clear, but once you sink into that seat of your higher self, you stay open Maybe even visualize the sacred heart and do that sacred heart technique where you really locate the energy, that pink color. Feel it and watch it release from your systems. Those are the four steps. And you can alter them and add to them based on the experience. Maybe there's breath work you want to do. Maybe as a way to release it, you want to go for a run. I mean, whatever it may be. There's ways that you can take this and apply it to your own situations and make it your own, but that's the essence of it. Step one, notice. Step two, notice that you noticed. Step three, stay open. Step four, sink in and release. And that is why it is so important to always keep your heart open and to always heal by looking at the root cause rather than putting band-aids over the thorn. Okay. And with that said, that concludes today's episode of the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I am so grateful for you for listening. Thank you so much for being here with me, being on this journey of evolution with me. I am sending as much light and love as I possibly can through this mic. And I cannot wait to dive deeper into all things spirituality and energy medicine and psychology next week. Bye!